0: live it would be like I don't know what who knows what that time I can't even figure out how time (laughs) it is it's like you guys (laughs) your world is so upside down for me but I wouldn't (laughs) figure out what it is yeah so all the people down under we always record so okay you stay right there and I'm just gonna uh, uh, get things going here and we're gonna record We're going to say Sam Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, and then we're going to uh, stream. Oh, no, we don't stream. We're just going to record. Oh, see, I almost did that. That That's not good. Um, And then uh, we're recording. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, we're recording. And um, and then we're going to put, look at this little slide we got here. I think it's pretty cool. What do you think? You look great there, girl. Okay, let's do this thing. Here we go, here we go. Hmm. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. I couldn't set it better myself. Good morning. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We've got a great guest for you. As you can see, is, she is at, on my political left. Her name is Dr. Sam Bailey, who is... Probably not political left, but I won't even go there right now. She's, uh, she's <laughs> been a doc for, uh, well, she uh, graduated, what, uh, Dr. Bailey in 2005, you say, right? An MD, medical school in, in uh, New Zealand, right? New
1: Zealand. Yes. In the tiny, in <clears throat> <and> Middle Earth.
0: <laughs> and middle, yeah. It's, I hear it's just a beautiful place that you have more cows than people. Is that true?
1: Well, probably it was more sheep. More but, sheep, uh, more sheep. Well, I was close. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> and uh, Dr. Bailey has been uh, uh, practicing since then, and uh, she launched a YouTube channel, and she's a rock star there. I, I, Are you still on YouTube, or do they censor that?
1: I am, but I'm only holding on with a very thin thread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Dr. Bailey, if you wouldn't say such really controversial things, they wouldn't do that to you. You know that, don't you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I know the recipe of how you become successful on YouTube. It's not that, but I can't do what they want me to do.
0: (laughs) Probably not. Actually, Dr. Bailey has more hits than a lot of the teenage girls who have cats that look like Hitler, so she's big, you know, because (laughs) (laughs) she is a co-author of a book called Virus Mania. She's married to a fine fellow who's also, he's a doc or uh, author and researcher, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So when did you first discover that aha moment when it came to you, right? Medical school, and it came to you like, there's no virus. Do you remember that moment?
1: Yes, yes, I do very clearly. <laughs> um, so this is a little bit of a story. I'll tell you. No, we got all kinds of time.
0: Don't worry about it. Take your time.
1: <laughs> Well, Patrick, so it started for me in 2020, like so many of us. I was completely asleep to everything before then. Um, And I was making YouTube videos at that time. And everything was happening. You know, Italy was was seeing all the images, people dropping down in Wuhan. And both Mark and I, my husband, um, we started doing our own research to try and understand it. Because people would ask me on my show, on my channel about do face masks work and that sort of thing Do what's the evidence for social distancing? So I started researching it and making my own videos about it hmm. And anyway it was actually Mark uh, he's always <laughs> got me into trouble um, early on and he he showed me a interview with Andy Kaufman huh. and, and in that he talked about how SARS-CoV2 might not exist and that was that was a big. a wall moment for me Um, and then shortly after Mark discovered Virus Mania which is a a book that I serendipitously got involved with again I always think it's like the angels are helping you sometimes but I'll talk to you about that in a minute and so um, we read he would sit me down and he'd read me passages of Virus Mania and he's like Sam you've got to read this book and so (laughs) I did and it had this profound effect on me so that was my true aha moment about the much bigger picture of um, what was happening in the world, the uh, how corrupt Big Pharma was, because I'd worked, I'd done a lot of clinical trials, I'd worked for Big Pharma for years, um, uh-huh. seeing patients, and I had no idea. Um, and then anyway, I started making my videos and the themes of virus mania, because it had this impact on me, and I made um, this this video that we, I got me in a lot of hot water. This was the start of my awakening.
0: I see.
1: So what what happened was, I had a, um, I had a contact in in Christchurch, New Zealand, who told me who ran one of these PCR tests mm-hmm. uh, testing centers, and she told me how um, the funding was being turned off and on. And the cases were going up and down related to that funding and they were, it was August in 2020 and they were just about to, they were just getting a big flood of money from the ministry again. So I knew that these tests, they're going to be a whole bunch of new cases. So I decided to make a video about it and um, at that time I was filming a TV series, I was for like a major network in New Zealand, uh, I was a TV presenter, I was working as a doctor um, in clinical trials, research I um, and anyway I, there was a Facebook meme that was made about me with this video from a political party, you know how these things you're like, I don't even know who this party is, I don't understand why this is all happening now, it made no sense to me but in retrospect it made perfect sense that it was very coordinated Um. And I got a phone call from the lawyer of the TV show who said to me um, to take down the video. And I said that I wouldn't. Um, No, actually, if (laughs) if I'm honest, what happened was I got this phone call and it shocked me. I was absolutely stunned. And I went, I was in my office and I went upstairs and I talked to my husband, Mark, and I said, you're not going to believe this, but I think I'm going to have to take this YouTube video down Um, the show want, you know they're asking for it and he looked at me and he said, Sammy, you know what you need to do and it was at that moment I had this it was my crossroads moment and nothing was the same again and so I decided, no, I wasn't going to take the video down, they asked me to take out the bit where I talked about that I wouldn't get a vaccine (laughs) if and when that happened and then um, Mm. I went with it and so I got sacked from that show I lost a job that I'd had as a doctor for 12 years I had about three different smear articles a fact-checking article and then the um, Medical Council of New Zealand started investigating me um, which has been ongoing for the last two and a half years um, and basically saying that I was a public health risk that I was practicing medicine without a license by making YouTube videos all sorts of stuff and then um, what happened was that the one of the authors from Virus Mania reached out to me, this was two weeks after this happened, and um, said, do you want to interview one of the authors? And I said, yes, this would be amazing. And we got on so well that I ended up coming on board and becoming one of the co-authors. So, you know, how does this well, work I, in life? Was, yeah,
0: it, well, you know, it's a God thing, girl, as you know, that's what happened. Boy, Big G was, we need you. But how did you co-author a book that was already written? I'm kind of confused on that.
1: So, yeah, so the, they had the second edition um, out and when I first read it, and oh. then they wanted to write um, on COVID-19 and include that, obviously, as a major chapter. So I came on board to do that, and then I said to Torsten, also I'd like to turn this into an audiobook because lots of people like to mm-hmm. listen to audiobooks. So I decided to narrate that and I've never done any of it. So it was a big learning curve for me but I'm grateful. Um, it opened so many doors for me and uh, it just, it was my, my aha moment. Mm.
0: So the, the author that uh, wrote the original, what is his name?
1: Yeah, so it was written by Torsten Engelbrecht, who's a German investigative journalist, and a German physician called Dr. Klaus Kernlein, uh-huh. um, who's had a specialty in AIDS and HIV. And if you want to learn about HIV and AIDS, that is the best book, in my opinion, to to start that journey because it's it's so well written. Um, and yeah, so
0: so that that's the whole idea that. Uh that Judy Mikovich and other people and Fauci and this whole thing about the HIV virus. And it's, was this author's, and I guess your opinion and research that it was never isolated as well, right? It was, it never was what it was, what they said it was.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And there are so many parallels, Patrick, with COVID-19. It's almost, it was the playbook. So, so reading Virus Mania for me is you understand how COVID nineteen happened. That was not an accident, as I'm sure most of you all of your listeners understand. But uh, I, for me, when I first saw that comparison between HIV and AIDS and COVID nineteen, it's it's remarkable because they used all the same techniques um, that they did with COVID for for COVID nineteen, and you can see they were much more successful this time with their yeah.
0: their end goals. I, I don't... On the, on the HIV thing, I'm not real familiar, but I was working in New Orleans in uh, the late 70s when this whole, you know, the gay community in New Orleans, and, you know, it all hit. And uh, um, w- Is it pretty much um, where they had faulty tests as well and then people were dying from the drugs, similar to the injections?
1: Yes, um, exactly. So they had... Uh, uh, basically a, a dreadful test <laughs> um, which call, they did reclassification of existing illnesses which is what they've done with COVID-19 um, where conditions like Burkitt's lymphoma were, one day were called Burkitt's lymphoma and the next day they were called AIDS because they were HIV positive and this happened, they, they did a constellation of symptoms essentially that became reclassified to be called AIDS um, the test and also yeah, like you say, the treatments and all the same names were all involved with those treatments, like Anthony Fauci um, mm-hmm. with the AZT, which was um, a dreadful drug. And they also had interesting things where they the celebrity deaths, um, celebrities that got HIV AIDS that were huge in the di- in the time, like Rock Hudson, right, um, yeah. and you know Freddie Mercury, and basically it was the medications that. Um, you know, made them incredibly sick.
0: And this this test back then was just similar? It just didn't work? I mean, it just wasn't right, right? They were identifying particles. and Was it similar to the PCR?
1: Yeah, so in HIV, it's slightly different in that they use antibody tests. Uh-huh. They can't use PCR, and I made a, a video about that. Um, there's some really interesting stuff that happened with um, recently where a Queensland university... Uh, they had a vaccine that they developed and all of their patients um, that were getting the COVID-19 vaccine were HIV positive. Um, <laughs> it's a, it, it's an interesting story, but I, yeah, it's probably too long to go into it here. But the um, essentially, suffice to say, the um, there's major problems with the HIV antibody test. You have to have in order to get the test you can't have a whole bunch of conditions otherwise the false positive rates are so high so for example you can't be shot with a gun or stabbed that's an excluding condition for you to be tested for HIV AIDS Um, and that's just one example but um, yeah so you can create anything um, out of these tests and that's what's happened with COVID-19 it's been a PCR pandemic to to you, what
0: what's the most extraordinary or just out of out of body experience for you that's happening with this whole COVID thing? I mean, when you look at it from a medical perspective, what are the things that it just so just don't add up for you? You know, some of the things.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, a big question. Um, I think <clears throat> the um okay the very beginning this is what really struck me so my hometown we had this massive earthquake right in 11 years ago and um quite a few people died all of a sudden and the hospitals were flooded with people that were sick and I remember um that happening at the time and it was amazing because when there's this real sense when there's really something actually happening you can't people just work together and you get on with it and you can't plan for these things. Mm -hmm. What I found really bizarre with this in 2020 was I'd go to these work meetings and I'd be planning about what's going to happen when there's this deluge of patients that come into the hospital. How are we going to deal with that? And I'm like, this isn't happening though. This isn't real. (laughs) Like it it, it hadn't happened yet and it's never happened. And that, that to me, I could never quite connect up when you go outside and walk outside in the sunshine, hmm. there aren't all these people dropping dead. Mm-hmm. There's no pandemic. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what I could could not fathom, yeah. and um, yeah. a- and now we see that it was really a mass formation event of of how you can trick really intelligent people on mass. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Whew. and, and uh, yeah, as you know, back then we were seeing all kinds of reports and videos of hospitals that, that were empty and uh, um, people were doing these reports and it was like oh, some kind of mass psychosis thing huh? was going on and still is, I guess, to this day.
1: Definitely. Yeah, and I think Matthias Desmet has done an amazing job on showing the, the mass formation, the, the psychological reasons why this mm-hmm. happens because you can't understand it because families, as you know, are being split up over this, mm-hmm. It's um, mm-hmm. especially the vaccine stuff. And you think, how did this – this didn't just happen. <laughs> and yeah. it, it was a very orchestrated event yes, and um, yeah. and it, it took a long – time for them to get the recipe right, all the ingredients, you It appears
0: know. so. Have you seen that uh, just recently, this fellow Fauci's out there saying, you know, this thing is not over. Did you see that? He's, he's. They're coming out again with more mandates. That's yep. what he said. We might have to do more mandates, I'm asking. I know.
1: I know. Well, I, I the, like you've been doing a fantastic job with Patrick, I think it's exposing the lies of virology, that is the key because this is gonna to continue to happen over and over again. Um and I, I predict maybe the next one will be Marburg, but there'll be endless pandemics unless people wake up to
0: mm-hmm.
1: um the lie that is virology.
0: Yeah. So so I assume then that's why you use with Cowan and Kaufman and other people we've talked to in Lanka and Lando and all the good ones, that this is a big deal. It's important. Because if you believe in this idea that something can get you when you through the air, then then everything right. There's vaccines and antibiotics and everything, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Everything. Hundred percent, Petra. And and it's um yeah the. It's, it's the ultimate kind of enemy, isn't it? This invisible enemy that hmm. you can't see, you can't really prove. But you can do these tests and, you know, they seem okay. They, <laughs> they look a little bit like pregnancy tests and they seem to come up positive And huh. it validates, you know, when you're feeling sick that this is real.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so uh, being in, in the belly of the beast of this, why do you think so many people develop symptoms? during all of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Why do people get sick? And um, I think you've had some amazing guests on your show that have gone into this very mm-hmm. reason, you know, uh, sure. as well. I <clears throat> I don't think it's, it's multifactorial um, why people get sick. Um, I, I also, I always like to say I'm not trying to argue that people don't get sick. People say that you're denying illness or something. No, I... I believe that people get sick but I think it's a combination so you know COVID-19 I made a video about this about why people get sick Um, one is you've got mass psychological um, torture really being put on people you're isolating people you're making them believe that they're going to die by being around and near other people and I do believe there's a belief in getting sick Mm -hmm. if you believe you're going to get sick you do (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, there's the toxins we've got so many toxins in our lives now that we've never been exposed to and one I think that's big is EMF um, that we've never had the levels um, that we're seeing today um, and, but it's not all EMF um, you've got people that have access to uh, poor quality water um, their, mm-hmm. their nutrition is the worst they've ever we've ever had I mean also with what happened with the pandemic you were allowed to go to McDonald's and KFC but You know, you're not supposed to go outside into the sunshine or you can't go to a gym or you can't eat, you know, get access to really good food. Um, So there's so many different elements to this, um, uh, why people get sick. Mm -hmm. And um, I think when you really strip it back, for me, looking at the original scientific research and seeing that these viruses have never been shown to exist... It's a it's a powerful stuff, and um, even when I'm feeling unwell myself, you know, I I, you have to you have to. I've been trained in germ theory. It was this this was for me like Mm -hmm. um, a real rude awakening. Um, Even I have to go and think back to, you know, what's making me ill. Is this a detoxification process that I'm going through? That kind of thing. Do
0: do you think that's what it is? And uh, that when we get um, colds and flus, we call it. We get the cold and get the flu. That we are just detoxifying. It's pretty much yes. what the, Where, where yeah. I think we're, where a lot of people are going with this is that your is that your take? Uh,
1: well? def- I, I definitely think that, and and I think Patrick, um, but th- this is undoing. <laughs> so at, at medical school, what you're taught is if you have a fever, that it's an infection until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem is like. If you go to any doctor, they'll, they'll look at you sideways and go, well, you've had a fever, so clearly you've got an infection. Clearly there's a germ that's caused you to be sick. And I had to unlearn that yeah. <laughs> and, and, and really see it from a detoxification, and I, and I definitely believe that, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I believe in all the old adages that we were taught, you know, that your grandmother taught you, like, stuff of fever. The the thing that people do wrong each time is that they feed themselves up. No, stop! Just <laughs> just starve that fever. Have lots of water. Load up on vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so the body is trying to burn something up, some kind of some some damaged tissue, or we don't. But probably a lot of different reasons why the body heats up. Right.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I don't. And there's, I mean, such interesting stuff that, say, people like Tom Cowan have talked about with um, the fourth phase of water and how that's so important in our bodies, and we don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, that's not something that's really mainstream or understood very well. And um, and I think fever has a huge role in uh, how it influences the water in our body. Mm. Um, to try and, because the body can only get rid of toxins in so many ways, you know, and that makes sense, you know, through our skin, through sweating, through our lungs, breathing out, through our, you know, bowel motions and urine, um, and you think that our body's trying its best to flush out these toxins and we sort of look at it and all backwards that, oh, there must be a, you know, this germ that's attacking us and... Right. I'm trying to get us when we're our body's just doing its thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and you can understand it too. And I and I've heard some of some of your videos. And I know you you have been careful with this. These doctors are not bad people. You know they they don't know any better. They just this is what you guys are taught. You know in medical, and it's tough. Like you say, unlearn it. You, you know you go through eight years of medical school or whatever. Boy, you know there's germs, man. Right There's there's germs. <laughs>
1: definitely i i thank you for bringing that up because yeah. i think generally people doctors are good people <laughs> and sure. nurses and um th- they're not trying to do this huge trick on everybody you don't need everybody to be in on it <laughs> for this for covid19 to have happened yes, um uh, that's that's a lie um but i do agree that um that in general it's Germ theory is so heavily focused and all I can say is that it's just, it's throughout your medical training, it's not. And you're you are ridiculed if you would think anything else. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't want to pretend that I i was awake when I wasn't, I, I, I fully believed in these things, I believed in vaccinations, I, I until I actually went back and looked at it myself, the research. And that's really what it comes down to is that 99% of doctors they just repeat what they've been told, mm-hmm. and they're not bad people for that. But I do put some of the blame in that they should look at these things themselves rather than getting just angry about it. Yeah,
0: and uh, we've been told by the, uh, I think Cowan and Kaufman both and other, that this Ender's papers that everybody uses, he actually said in that paper, didn't he, that he wasn't real sure about this this thing that. And this has been used for what? Twenty years? Thirty years? Is this gold exactly. standard? Of, <laughs> the gold standard of germ theory. Wow!
1: Man. Yeah, it was it was pivotal, and and I mean, there's been lots of different. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I you've got to give the virologists some um, kudos. They they it, earlier the earlier scientists they were really trying to prove it and um, prove the existence of these of these fictional entities um and i and i i don't want to say that they didn't but now the trouble is is it's become this accepted dogma like ender's paper and everything follows on it's always the one that's referenced you know Mm. in wikipedia if you follow the references i i I like to do that just go look at that reference then look at the reference behind that and keep going until there's nothing left and um and that's why i try and do my videos is walk people through the research
0: yeah. We're, we're talking with Dr. Uh, Sam Bailey. Her website is drsambailey.com. And uh, for the moment, she's still, uh, like you say, is on a little short string on YouTube, right? Your YouTube channel. You can find you there. Have they censored yeah, any yeah. of yours or, or, or a little? Oh old? yeah. Uh, oh, they've cherry picked some of your videos and leave you on? Is that how that's
1: going? Yeah, I ah. I, I, basically, you know, because YouTube kept changing their community guidelines. Mm-hmm. Like initially there was no community guidelines when I um, first started making videos about COVID-19. Like there was no COVID-19 policy. Right. Then they introduced that <laughs> COVID-19 policy. So I started dancing around it. And then um, lately they've made, if you read it, it's quite funny, the, the misinformation policies. You can't talk about COVID-19 or vaccines in any meaningful way. So I, um, I decided to try and k- keep on there, but I don't put any of my um, good videos. All of my really nuggety stuff is on Odyssey, um, Odyssey. which is an uncensored platform. Yeah.
0: And if they go to your website, do you have links to all those if folks who want to watch your things Odyssey. All your good Odyssey? St- yeah. All the good stuff is on Odyssey. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty, yeah they're, all
1: my band stuff, yeah.
0: <laughs> they're pretty good. Can you hang on for a minute? I just want to promote a, a product or two, and then we'll be right back. Dr. Sam Bailey's with us, Patrick Timpone, one radio We were introduced to this technology and this actually is involved in the fourth phase of water that uh, Gerald Pollack talked about and this is what uh, the kind of kind of the water that you make with hydrogen, molecular hydrogen and uh, you know uh, check this out. Well, let me you know, this is Dr. Levy first. Previously with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy He argues because the literature shows that oxidation is the cause of disease. But the whole point is the location, the concentration, the duration, the distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease, oxidation is disease. It is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than then vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal
1: everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a astonishing the amount of ailments in fact in scientific studies and they have over a thousand scientific studies
0: now they are showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form okay i'm a water-based life form I, well last time i checked i was water-based life form uh but uh, <laughs> uh i i have i've been breathing this gas and drinking the water for a couple of years and i'm still living so i guess it's okay now I, it's great. It's a wonderful technology. Uh, I think it's very uh, pro uh Good for your hair, skin, nails, and every all good stuff. And it's a food. It is a, a nutrient food. It's a it's a food. And uh, so we don't make any medical claims, like you know that kind of thing. But it's a food, and you take it, and you eat it, and uh, you drink it, and and I think you're just gonna be happier when you get some. So check it out. We have a. Twenty uh, percent discount right now. Promo code one radio one radio Network.com. Promo code one radio on one radio network uh, A couple years ago. Oh, by the way, the hydrogen machine is a lifetime warranty and a one year no questions asked money back warranty. So that's cool. Now, a couple years ago, we were introduced to Andreas Wecker. Andreas is a gold medal. Uh, winner for Germany and um, he he figured out you know how these Germans are you know they make kind of make the best cars and everything and he figured out how to squash seeds with very very little uh, energy friction and heat because that's really the cause of oxidation of oils And in our opinion, but nobody listens to me, but most oils are are not good. I mean, most of them are just not good. I don't care. Cold-pressed, they're just not good. They're very dangerous, uh, I think. Most oils, even at the hippie food store. Cold-pressed, this, and folks, it just doesn't mean much of anything. But he has a system that he has uh, created with incredibly low friction, low heat, and they've tested some of these oils, and there's no oxidation. And he has things like black cumin seed oil. Google that puppy and that'll, that'll just float your boat. I don't care what you got going on. Take some black cumin seed oil, coriander seed oil, pumpkin seed oil, black sesame seed oil, hemp seed oil, uh, coriander, and also a new one is milk thistle seed oil. And if you don't think Mr. Liver is gonna like this baby, check it out. Take some milk thistle seed oil and it's, it's really happy. Uh, really, really happy oil. So uh, this is the only oil we recommend. You can go on our website, check it out. It's uh, Andreas Seed Oils on oneradionetwork.com. I I think you'll really love these oils. And Mika, I'm kind of a, well, in Ayurveda, I'm more of a vata, vata kind of guy, you know, more dry and uh, cool. So I need like moist and oily. And so just the oils actually help uh, to help elimination and everything to keep everything kind of oiled up down there because it's easy to get dry, especially in Texas. So anyway, these oils are really good in so many different ways. And uh, check them out. I think you'll really enjoy them. And if I would press the right button, then I think it would probably work. Oh, this here, I, I knew I'd have it. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is One OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Samantha Bailey, if I knew what I was doing here, we wouldn't, you know, I mean, come on. (laughs) Dr. Sam Bailey is with us. And her (laughs) website is drsambailey.com. Okay, so um, this whole thing, the the belly of the beast here is the isolation of this virus, right? I mean, this is really, really... uh, Talk to some of the docs that may be listening that's, well, explain to us why this is so important. Let's put it like that. Why is this so important to be isolated properly? I mean, really well, why?
1: Yeah, I think what it really comes down to, Patrick, is that what isolation, what people think it means, is different to what it actually means. And that's what I struggled with originally, because it takes a wee bit to understand these papers. They're not, they're like black boxes. You don't really get invited in and it's not, (laughs) you know, the easiest of things to read. But I like to put it that, you know, isolation, I think what often they're referring to is that they've gotten a sample from one patient but isolation, my understanding of it, is it's of a virus, is that you have to separate the virus from all the other junk in the in the sample, and they don't do that. It's just an analysis of a whole bunch of genetic material, and that's the problem. Is we never know? Does um, like these pictures that they take, the electron micrograph images, does that is the the particle? Is that actually a virus? Virus. Um, I've made videos on this too. Does the genetic material itself come from inside a virus? <clears throat> they can't prove that. And then also, even if they do grab some pure um, genetic material, then you have to show that that you can take that material and it can cause disease in someone. And again, that's not done. So, so many of the um, virology experiments they're not scientifically done there's no it's they're not following the scientific method and doing control experiments um it's just it's so many
0: problems do you do you think um do you think we catch anything from something floating in the air no no it doesn't feel like it after listening to all you folks for the last two years you know boy it just doesn't seem logical can a virus uh, even mean, live floating around? But, but there is no virus. So I mean, I don't even want him talking about it anymore. I'm going crazy. I mean, because uh, is there? There's no viruses as we're being sold. As it's being sold.
1: Yeah, I always say I, I've not <coughs> seen the scientific evidence for the existence of viruses of any virus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that there aren't. There's not genetic material that you can detect, but we don't again know the significance of that. I think people get confused because um, even when you look at things like bacteria, Hmm. you've got, you can, with PCR, you can measure the tiniest of fragments of um, bacteria in us. So, for example, Patrick, you might be breathing in and out, you know, tuberculosis, mycobacterium, you know, uh, tuberculae, but it doesn't mean that you have tuberculosis. (laughs) And it's just because we can. detect it it's so the the technology's incredible of how small of what it can pick up and what it can amplify <clears throat> um but often i think the the bacteria the microbes themselves that we definitely know exist are there coincidentally they're there to help us they're there to clean up the mess just like fungi do when a tree falls in a forest it goes in it 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 gobbles it up so it can turn back into life again and um that's why we why microbes are here they're here to help us Um, viruses I think um, were originally kind of they were called poisons because that's what people were getting sick and they couldn't explain why this happens and we seem to be no further along today
0: (laughs) Uh so even bacteria uh, can I assume then the way I'm hearing you you're speaking that bacteria are just microbes in the body and they're there to clean up the mess that we've made with our thoughts and our toxins or EMFs or who knows what else things we're doing to ourselves.
1: Yeah, they're, they're part of the detoxification for sure. And um, we know in experiments um, when they've taken newborn cows and they've delivered them by cesarean section under sterile conditions, feed, feed them sterile food. I don't even know how you do that, but they've done that And uh, in experiments and none of the... Um, Calves, none of the baby cows survive. So we need Hmm. microbes to to live. Uh,
0: I wonder how they do. They give cesareans to ladies all the time, right? Even on, yeah, um, they do seem to do okay. I wonder the difference. What's the difference? The
1: The, the difference is that um, you're not um, birthing a child like under a cesarean under sterile conditions and. yeah so it's yeah if you if you close everything off if you only have in a, a sterile environment um you know any any human um or sorry l- living animal organism can only survive for a few few days at best without um bacteria and microbes
0: yeah yeah did it take you uh how did you come about um knowing that these injections were dangerous i mean in and- did you ever think you might we're going to get this thing at the very beginning, or?
1: Um, so, yeah, my process of, when I really look back on it of what I what happened was initially I thought that SARS CoV two was real, but mm-hmm. that it didn't it wasn't that lethal; that it seemed to be just similar to the flu. And then I realised that I don't think SARS-CoV-2 exists. Um, (laughs) And then my next step was, I don't think any of these viruses exist. So, And along with that went this journey of uh, about vaccines because, again, I'd never looked into it. And, you know, confess, Mm -hmm. confessions of a doctor, I'd never looked into it until 2020. And when I did, it shocked me. Um, But the... Uh, at that when I first made a video and said I wouldn't take it, my reasons then was because there was no long term data, a- and you couldn't literally have long term data it's It's impossible and having come from working within clinical trials, I knew that well, I thought that it was going to take much longer than they did um, because I'd never seen a drug turn around that fast, and then when you really dig down and you realize actually they they had it ready to go before the pandemic was even yeah. You know, yeah. come about. Yeah. Um, so I think the, but now my reasons are different. And uh, we actually recently uh, we made a video with a New Zealand scientist who looked at um, the vaccine under the microscope. Um, he's a an emulsion specialist, um, which are basically what vaccines are. They're types of emulsions. It was supposed to be, and he compared it to things like the MMR vaccine, flu vaccine. And I, it's very, very troubling to see what's in these things. And I, um, I, uh, there's no, for me, there would be no reason to have it um, if I look at it from the, you know, SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist, so why are you taking a treatment for something that doesn't exist? Mm-hmm. But even so, if you believe in that, um, I think these uh, gene therapies, they're experimental. They're incredibly dangerous.
0: Yeah. Could the same thing be said? for vaccines for measles, mumps, same thing?
1: Yeah, well, I think the, again, there's been shown no existence of the measles virus um, as Stefan Lanker, thankfully did some uh, amazing work early on (laughs) before I was awake. Um, And yeah, so there would be no indication to have a vaccine for measles for sure. I haven't looked into mumps, but I imagine it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally just, I think of disease differently now. And I think another really good book to read for people that are interested in, in it is um, Dissolving Illusions. Um, that really breaks down the uh, different vaccines and different illnesses and, pre- and just shows you with data how there's no relationship between um, these these entities called vaccines preventing mm-hmm. disease.
0: So at the end of the... I mean, when we look back on this from another life or something, then we'll see that the whole vaccine thing was just made up from the beginning. Just made up. Yeah. Wow.
1: It, and, it, and it's shocking. Yeah. But you have, to, it's like, you have to confront this stuff, otherwise you're... Just
0: keep doing it, right? You we can just, make yourself sick. Yeah, just keep doing it. We'll just keep coming up with more vaccines. How
1: yeah, and, and it, I think sure. also what's really scary about it, Patrick, is that... Vaccines don't stop with infectious diseases, you know, and in inverted qu- quotes, you know, infectious diseases. They want vaccines for everything. They want it for diabetes, for yes, cancers, for um, any heart disease, anything you can possibly imagine. This is the new go to treatment. And they are incredibly uh, dangerous and uh, um, therapies. I. I, I until you really look into it and I encourage people to do it themselves. Don't don't take my word for it. Um I, I'm not I, I had to see it for myself. Um because I think that that's the only way it really makes sense to you. Um, but there's so many wonderful books that have been written about this that um it can help you for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> what's what's the book uh, that you just mentioned you said you recommended uh, called
1: Dissolving Illusions. Dissolving Illusions um, it was, Hmm. yep yeah. that was written by um, another a doctor Suzanne Humphreys and a friend oh, of mine oh Suzanne um, yeah we yeah,
0: know her yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and Roman Bistriannik it's a, it's a fantastic book but also I think um, the the documentary The Viral Delusion yeah is yeah. a really a, another fantastic place to start if people aren't interested in reading books I can fair enough there's a million books for everybody but I, I would encourage people to um, to have a look at that documentary
0: now the viral delusion. I suspect there's a. Do you have a link on your website?
1: Um, oh. I, I I can provide you. Yeah. With Maybe a you'll link. send me a link.
0: Um, yeah. And I think it's a yeah. six or seven part or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's. I Video. think it's a five part five. episode, mm-hmm. and, and you can watch the first. Have a tester or a, a taster, I a should pester, say, yes. of the first
0: <laughs>
1: of the first episode. You can watch for free for about two months, and it's. Phenomenal! Oh, is it? oh I'm going
0: to do that, and uh, yeah, and then it's I, then I think it's very inexpensive to, to to watch the whole thing, isn't it? What it was it like, ten dollars or something like that? Yeah, I mean,
1: come yeah, and it's yeah. it's worth it. It's worth every penny. It truly is. It's a, it's it's phenomenal because it's really looking at it from the from the from the delusion of viruses, which ah. you might not have ever considered before. But it's um, and it they go through and the later. So they obviously focus heavily on COVID-19 for the first um, episode, but they also go back through other things that you need, like polio, um, the Spanish flu, some of the really big ones, smallpox, that that are really interesting, and it gives that setting of why why Mm COVID-19 happened. Why
0: that happened. So that's called the viral delusion. You could probably just Google it too and find the link there, and you, you get the first one free, and then you pay like $10 and you can watch the rest of them. But they really dig into all the old Spanish food and all that. That's pretty interesting. I've, I've, I've learned a little bit about that. I, and I hear that those things were all just, it's just not like we've been told. Just not like we've been told. Wow. Yeah, well,
1: I think that the really cool stuff, <coughs> Patrick, that's uh, in virus mania. we talk about it as well, but it's the understanding these experiments that they ran, that they couldn't show transmission and they're they're phenomenal. They're 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 going back to you know proper ethical you know unethical trials where you've got prisoners that are being exposed to the contagion and they can't make them sick. They, none of them. And it's it's phenomenal to see um, in the viral delusion they really show that the the research really well um, and and pick up apart all the. The myths that we've been raised upon, you know, that um, viruses transmit by airborne, you know, mm-hmm. air transmission. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all fiction.
0: So, and so they actually, uh, I've read and heard, and so they, they get into it on this video, that they, they actually tried to infect people like prisoners or whatever with snot and mucus or whatever. And it just didn't work. It just didn't work. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. They they took blood samples. They tried to, you know injected it into healthy people. They like you say they took um, nasal swabs uh, samples. They got them to cough in their face, um, <laughs> you know, five times. They they did it properly. It, it was impressive.
0: And it just didn't get sick. Just didn't get sick. So what do you make zero? And I get this a lot too when I talk to people about it. What do you make of uh, your intuitively of how it happens then when all families were getting COVID at the same time, right? They said, well, no, wait a minute. We we all got it because we were all sick. That comes up a lot. Yeah. Well, what, ha- what happens, do you think?
1: I know, I, and I, I think we've been conditioned. This is like propaganda that we've been, you know, exposed to for our whole lives, and, and people don't understand with germ theory in particular that, that that's something that we've all been raised with, so it to us it makes sense. but. You think when you really think about it, it's ridiculous that that a family is exposed to all sorts of similar conditions. Um, for example, the same um, you know financial stress mm-hmm. of you know um, the same foods, the same water, the same. Um, it, it, I mean, it's infinite. There are probably things we don't even understand um, that that families are exposed to, and in, in clusters and clustering is bogus. Just. Let me just put it out there. What do you there. mean,
0: clustering? It's this, it's, clustering, what,
1: by? clustering is this idea that you find a cluster of people that are sick together and that it's caused by a virus usually. I so see. they I that's see. how they find any kind of infectious disease outbreak. So when there's a measles outbreak, they'll say, we found a cluster in Auckland or something. Mm-hmm. And, and this this concept is just, it is so stupid. Mm. <laughs> I can't put it any other way. That's right. But, but it it, it, it it doesn't make sense that um but they this is what they try to do to say these people in this church that they all got sick together because there was a virus and no often it's it's there's lots of other reasons why people get sick
0: Mm -hmm. and too if we get into the whole exosome thing and energetically in, in in a family there's no reason to believe spiritually or whatever it is that my well, mom and dad are getting sick i think i'll just do two because you know everybody's getting sick and why not i mean it's a good time to yeah. get sick i mean right you know that could happen spiritually i mean come on. you know it could yeah. yeah i mean as you know women hanging together menstruating start sometimes in the same cycle i mean how do you you know how do you explain that you know that kind of stuff yeah yeah
1: and and, and i think again there are, there are forces at play you know for example with um Oh, I was reading a, a really good book recently, um, The Invisible Rain- Rainbow oh, by yeah, yeah. Arthur Furstenberg. You know that one. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was this idea about, I think it was guinea pigs or hamsters, guinea pigs maybe, and that you can make them hibernate by exposing them to the same electromagnetic fields. Whoa. But that's the, that's the defining, it's nothing to do with the drop in temperature, with the change in light but you can do it with the, um, with the electromagnetic fields. And that, to me, is very interesting because you think, well, how, how many of these forces we, we don't even, we're not testing for, we're not measuring, we don't really understand um, are actually impacting on us. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Some people conjecture that the Wuhan was heavily 5G in that, that area in Italy, too. Remember when that all came out in Italy? We have no idea what these electromagnetic fields are doing. I mean, we just don't know, do we? We don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I also, and I made a video about that, but I, I think air pollution is a is a crucial sure. part of what happened there too, because mm. in Wuhan and in northern Italy, they have very high rates of um, pollution, air mm-hmm. pollution. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think there's all sorts of factors at play. And it's not, it's the simplistic model that humans like to put... On science that it's one thing, mm-hmm. and and I always I remember it because I worked as a family doctor for a while. You know when you'd see a patient that'd come into you and they'd be sick and you didn't have an explanation, you go down the list and the very bottom is virus, and I I, I could sell that to anybody and I'd believe it <laughs> and say I think you what you've got is a viral I think illness. Got a virus, right? <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's sad because I I, no, I genuinely right. believed that, sure. but it's it's this. Uh, it's this easy way to get people out of your room <laughs> and uh, onto the next patient um, and them saying, oh, yeah, it must be a virus. That's must why I'm much. sick. And yeah. the worst part is the treatments are all the same anyway. Like people are fixated on the cause and yet the cause is fictional and then the the treatments they can't help you with anyway.
0: And what's what's the one that started about 20 years ago, autoimmune? That's a good one, right? That's, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> Tell tell folks what autoimmune is from a doctor's perspective. Did they teach you that in medical school, autoimmune?
1: Yeah, so autoimmune conditions are supposed to affect a whole host of different, (laughs) you know, cause a whole constellation of symptoms. And it's essentially the body's immune system attacking itself um, is what you're taught in in medical school. And um, you can measure antibodies for these things. Um, I I hate to to be fair now to Patrick. I don't like using these terms like immune system uh, it's really hard to yeah. untrain yourself because these words have implications. They they mean defense. That there's something trying to get you. Yes. Um, yeah. It's this kind of sense of war or something. And and I'm trying. I, I try really hard not to use these terms that you've been kind of uh, trained up in. Yeah.
0: Even even the last twenty or thirty years of me doing talk shows with natural health. I mean, the old immune system idea is falling apart. Right. It just isn't just isn't what we thought it was and and I, I like what you've just said and i really didn't haven't thought about it like that is if you think that you have to have some strong defense then that means that somebody's gonna is out to get you right somebody's out to get you and that's what they do in the military exactly right?
1: and, it, and it, it is all these terms that are uh they're just a wash in medicine it's uh the the ideas that essentially propaganda that's come through from big pharma. Mm. I didn't realize it. It's it's awful, but all these terms, all these slogans that that have come directly from big pharma. For example, safe and effective. Safe and
0: that effective. Is, yeah, safe and
1: effective. That is a big pharma slogan and it's just and we all use it. And, and I'm ashamed because you think, <laughs> how did I get sucked suck into it? But once you see it, you can't unsee it and that's the that's the miracle of this is that I think we are in living in this amazing time right now where we are seeing people wake up on on mass and and I'm grateful for it because I think um, it's for me personally it was a spiritual awakening as well. Um, I, I found this this whole journey. Brought me back closer to God, oh, and yeah. I, I, and I, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Too.
0: Yeah, I can tell you how many people over the years, uh, Doctor Bailey, that you know went through a thing called cancer, which I'm not even sure what that is anymore, and they said it was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, the best thing that ever happened to me. You get me yeah, crying here wow. but, because um, mm. you know, they just wake up. You know, and they figured out that mm. you know they 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 somehow somehow created it. So, do you think there's anything such as, like, where we'd want to go in and kill parasites, even, or fungus now? I mean, even that, or is that going to all fall apart too? I mean, I've been after parasites my whole life. Come on.
1: (laughs) I know, and it's funny, these little, um, I I think of them as we signposts in your life, and I came across um, one of my patients, actually, and he's a very, he's an amazing microbiologist, and he got me interested in parasites this is back in 2018 right. hookworms and things like that and and you realize that these these have been living with us for eons and and it's and we need them for life and so yeah i i look at that i i look at things very differently now i i'm i i don't have all the answers i'm trying to figure it out as i go <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I i believe that all of these things you know fungal infections um bacterial infections i hate you i shouldn't use the word infection i'm sorry yeah that's right um but the these ideas uh they're not things they're not out to get us they're our friends and um you have to look at it what is the body trying to do why is it happening um recently my my little baby i've got a wee uh seven month old little boy and he um he had cradle cap and i used to you know we're taught that it's this fungal infection and you need to treat it with these antifungals and I thought actually what is the body trying to do it's, yeah. it's, it's, there's, there's, there's a reason for it and instead of looking at it like it's trying to attack this wee baby it's actually trying to help clean things up and I um, oh. it's amazing how it's just a, it's a, a different way of thinking
0: I got goosebumps when you say that it's so different isn't it it's just like okay well it's, I'm sure it's itchy and you don't like the way it looks but the body's trying to do something Something good, isn't it? It just is. It just is.
1: Just let nature be. (laughs) It's what. Just let nature be. Nature be and and help us.
0: Yeah, yeah. You think so? So, are you gonna let your little one like run out in the dirt and stuff like that? You think that's a good idea?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You can bet. I'm gonna be the the first one in the pool with. (laughs) (laughs) He's going. I'm letting him do. He's my first son. I have. I've got two other sons as well. And. Uh He, my, my youngest is the He's not been vaccinated And this is a new This is a new thing for me uh-huh. And, I, and I'm, I feel It's a really positive A really good step a, um, And you try and stop That mum guilt Of mother mother guilt of Because I vaccinated My other children um, But nah, it's okay. hopefully They'll be fine
0: <laughs> Did you did, uh, or Do they have This whole uh, Plan for vaccinations In New Zealand As we do here I mean it's, it's a huge They want to give kids Right what the num- What's the number these days they want to give them? A lot
1: Well, they're tr- they're trying to. So already they've. It's now from five year olds up that can get it. Um, they're trying to drop it to six monthers, and uh, I mean it's just it's disgusting. But I um, yeah, you can only. I, I sort of. You feel that weight of the world of trying to <laughs> trying to help people not do that, but at the same time you can't you can't stop everybody. No, no. And I just we, we just lead by example. Um, yeah. We we don't go along with any of it, and that's I I feel that the best things um, that we can do uh, is you know not doing any of the the requirements. Yeah,
0: I have a natural vet here. He's in India now, but a really cool guy. And and I I got a little puppy about six, seven, eight years ago, and she had these little baby, puppy vaccines that they give them, you know, and before I got them. And um, and yeah, she had the itches for two or three years before. And he said, well, she's gotta ditch these vaccines, you know. Once she detoxes these vaccines, she'll be fine. And she grew out of it. She just grew out of it, you know. So the whole thing, same thing's going on with animals. You know that, right? Same thing. I know. The same thing. (laughs) Billions of dollars filling these animals up with these things. it's just
1: yeah i i'm interesting I made a video on the fertility stuff with vaccines because so I was interested the- the anti fertility hmm. um vaccines um because you know there's there's a lot of all this research came out of animals, and I didn't realize it you know they've been doing ah. these tests on animals for a long time
0: what what do you i don't understand anti fertility
1: so um the, So vaccines, the the concept of population control, um, you know, this has been, uh, you know, tested and used in vaccines for much longer than we're kind of aware of. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the interesting things, or it's not as dreadful what happened uh, in Tanzania, they laced um, the tetanus vaccine with BCG hormone and it caused millions of young girls um, to be sterile and the interesting sorry i shouldn't use that word but the thing that happened with it that i really caught my attention was that in order for it to work they had to have at least five lots of this vaccine and again why are we having all these boosters why do we need all that all of them if they supposedly work on their own terms um, and, and part of it, I I am concerned because of you can see historically what they've done with vaccines yeah. um, to try and make um, make uh, people uh, sterile, and they did it in horses. You know, this was the original research was in horses. Is you had to have so many of these vaccines, and then you could make a um, a horse permanently sterile. Wow,
0: it's just strange, planet Earth, isn't it? Uh, that there are forces that really think there's too many people, you know. They, there just is. I mean, it is what it is. It's just stupid, but it is, is what it is. So you, yeah. you, so you were on television. You're a doctor practicing. And you start talking about this stuff. And they kick you off of TV. <laughs> and they kick you out of the doctor profession, right? Boom. Now you're just a mom yeah. and, and a researcher. And the YouTube... YouTube uh,
1: yeah you know. do you know but though Patrick I, <laughs> I think it was my the, the biggest gift that I was given yeah. is, was that and and because it it forced me to look at this look at look at life differently and look at and I, I feel like one of the things I'm good at is I'm good at making these videos I, I didn't know <laughs> that I would be good at something like that and trying to uh, teach people what I what I've learned, and and, I, and if people want to watch it, if they don't, it doesn't doesn't affect me. It doesn't. doesn't I'm not doing anymore. it for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't. It really doesn't. I don't care about YouTube. I I, I just I, I feel like I have this new purpose, this new path that I need to go down, and and I'll follow it for as long as Whatever. that's my path, and then I'll listen and try and find spirit and and, and learn what I need to do next.
0: Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're in such a great spot spiritually. We all are, all of us who are going through all this and waking up. And you just can't, you know, like the Mastercard said, it's priceless, right? You just can't. We, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I'm sure you feel the same way, right? Wouldn't wouldn't do it any other way.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's, and I, I mean, Patrick, when did I get the? The amazing moment of being able to talk to you, oh. you know, it's, 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 it's. I think the people that have come into my life now, I'm just, I'm so grateful. And and I and I think, look at what you're up to. You're you're talking to some of the great minds all over the world, and 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 just in sharing that knowledge with people. And, and I just think it's kind of it's, fun. It's, it's, it's really good. cool life.
0: I think it's pretty cool too. And look at you, you're so blessed too to have a you know, a partner that's uh, in there with you, right, the whole way. Man, that that must be really fun for you
1: guys. I'm really blessed. (laughs) I I just, I really am. He's, we are like soulmates in the true sense of the word. And I've, we've always been very close and he's extremely behind what I do. And it's funny because we met a filmmaker um, earlier this year Ah. and um, and he met Mark and he said, "Why, why are you not why are you not speaking out why are you not in front of the camera and Mark didn't want to he was and he's he's amazing in his own um he's very gifted at debating and things like that and um and he said oh I don't want to take it away from Sam and he's (laughs) like no this is this is all backwards you need to be there you're there behind her you're with her and um and you need to be and 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 I'm grateful to Graham because then Mark's like, okay, I'm going to start doing it. And that's why I I'd encourage people to watch um, The Viral Delusion because Mark's in that and he's he's very good. Oh, I
0: can't wait to see um,
1: but, Yeah. And I could
0: see you two on stage, you and your husband, right, and talking, big crowd.
1: I think that'd be good. Let's do that too. <laughs> yeah well we're lucky in new zealand we're trapped here you know
0: well, <laughs> I can't you can't get here. out right without but a vaccine you can't even get out of there right yeah. without an injection i can't is that right i
1: can't even get on a plane it's un- unbelievable <clears throat> i i want to be uh, be able to do that but <clears throat> hopefully one day it will change yeah. but anyway yeah. that um we do talks to people as a you know it's it, it, like you say and, and on the stage and to lots of um hundreds of people and it's uh it's a really cool experience so yeah
0: I'm a screenwriter and just finished my second screenplay and there's a fellow in Australia who I'm really close with and uh, he loves the screenplay and he wants to direct it but he can't even get out of there either. It's like, you know, so we're talking about maybe we sneak him in over Mexico border or something. I mean, I don't it's just crazy, you know? It's like, okay, well, we'll figure something out, you know?
1: Unbelievable. Exactly, I know Patrick, and um, yeah, Australia is just as bad as New Zealand, um, if not worse. It's 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 <clears throat> it's incredible times, but I I think you have to be. I'm always positive because oh, I sure. think We'll we fine. There's we'll be something, fine. Th- yeah. It's 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 we're all good. Yeah, we'll
0: be fine. <laughs> you know, Spirit's got a plan, and as long as we keep t- t- saying the truth, our truth, whatever that is, and not care. Like you say, I like what you said about doesn't matter how many people watch you or listen to you it's not the point right just not the point yeah is it
1: yeah it makes me laugh because people often say oh you're such a narcissist or you you want all this attention <laughs> I'm like no i really really don't care
0: <laughs> no do you do you still have are you on facebook do they are you i'm in facebook jail all the time they keep throwing me in jail you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> 30 days at a time now, I get 30 days.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've not, I'm not, I re, I'm really not a fan of Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, I yeah. haven't done it. But um, I, I, I think it is a great way to reach lots of people um, for sure. Well,
0: well, you're a really sweet girl. And I can tell, I just, um, you almost got me crying here because I can tell that you, um, I don't want to put, but you, I guess it's been easy for you to get emotional about this and I'm sure you've had your, your share of crying through this, right? I can tell. That's good. That's good for you. Cleanses, the, cleanses out the cells. I have too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was some, I was going through, you know, um, I'll start crying just thinking about it. I was going through like some of the food stores a year ago and seeing people in masks, you know, and just toddling along, barely making it. I'd start crying, you know. I look at these people. I say, "What are you doing? God, love you, you know. What are you doing? Yeah, just throw it away, will you? Oh my God!"
1: But it's it's really hard. I know. I, I, I had one of, one of those moments for me. Patrick was and when I went to the supermarket for the first time when we were in lockdowns. Yeah, and I'd read. Um, I've got it on my bookshelf. Um, you know, uh, the Gulag Archipelago by um, Solzhenitsyn socialist and I can never say Solzhenitsyn. and um yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. and um, and it, that's what it all it r- spoke to me was this is how these things happen this is how yes. I always wondered how, how do you get these events like Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia and I realized that this is how it happens and to see people just walking walking into their cages um That's what really upset me. And I I came home from the supermarket and I cried. And I remember Mark (laughs) saying to me, why are you so upset? And I said, because I've seen how this happens. I've seen it now. And I I know what you mean. You have those moments. But then you also have the positive moments. And I have people now coming up to me on the street, you know, in the supermarket saying, they've watched one of my videos. And they'll be crying and saying, you helped me. And And I think, Wow. I've never done anything in my life like this. That mm-hmm. It has such an impact on people. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that um, through all of what we've been through.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I really believe that, uh, Dr. Bailey, that, um, that I don't know, somehow we're able to, you know, with all our silly stuff that we do, our, our research, or just because we care is to help one person, you know? That's good. It's very important, right? The amount, the number. Doesn't matter. to Sam Bailey, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk with uh, Fred Dashevsky. And, and
1: oh, sorry about that.
0: I think um, I think your internet just popped off or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yes. I'm sorry. That that was um. I, it never, normally happens. I have fiber, and so I'm I'm usually I'm the one that normally has a better connection. So sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay. So oh um so your internet just popped off must have yes
1: yes sorry about that that's, that's, right. that's, that's the new zealand way oh it's <laughs> the
0: new zealand way oh i see so yeah so we're about to wrap up but i just wanted to kind of um get a get a sense of what you're doing now so your family husband and you're going to be um doing more videos that's really your dream now that's where that you think you're you want to reach out and touch people this way right
1: yeah, yeah, I, I'm also writing in another, I'm going to write another book, I'm writing a book, um, ah. and uh, so that's a part, I enjoy that, um, but yeah, I think, I feel like I'm just following what I'm good at, and I think I'm at the moment I'm just good at making these videos, and I'm just interested in following that, that path, um, and luckily I've, I've had all these new opportunities, for example, um, like fronting documentaries. Uh, I've been approached really recently about doing a documentary based in Mexico. <laughs> so I, I um, I'll see. I don't, and that's why I was looking into plane trips of how I could even get to Mexico.
0: <laughs> what does the documentary not, m- a maker want to do in Mexico about the COVID, um, about virus things? No.
1: Uh, yeah, it's about viruses. It's interesting. It's called um, Life Not Panic. Whoa. They want to try and do a um, an experiment like, to show the contagion myth, oh. and, um, it's very, very early days you're you're the first to know oh. about this, so um, but i we're just working through some of those details, and um, yeah, so i I um, I'm not, yeah, I don't really have a big plan, Patrick. No, i just right. I just yeah. go with the flow. <laughs> so I
0: guess you're just gonna swim to Mexico, you know, you just may have to take a, <laughs> take a boat or something, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. Well, you're a delight to talk to, and uh, it's just, just such an honor uh, to talk to you, and great work, DrSamBailey.com, and your, so the book, let's just go over some of the things. The book you co-wrote is Virus Mania, right? And your husband and is in the, the the video, The Viral Delusion, and you'll, you'll send me a link, right? And We'll put that on our show page, yeah. so folks can click on Even. that. I'm gonna watch some of that tonight, I think, I'll get some popcorn organic of course with coconut oil and real butter and that'll be good and, uh, and I'll watch some of that and then you take care of yourself and come visit us sometime you know bring the kids we'll have a good time come to Texas oh, <laughs> I,
1: I, I would do you know there would be a dream of mine I will take you up on that picture. Okay, you, you can't can, make these these kind of the offers country. without
0: we'll, we'll find a spot for the family and uh, <laughs> yep, it's a great great spot Texas and Texas I mean you know we got a lot of freedom things going on here. You know that in Texas, right? Yeah, Texas
1: looks amazing and Florida as well. Florida yeah. and
0: Texas, yeah. I think we're going to probably uh, kind of separate from the union at Succeed. some point. I do, I do. I think that's, that's awesome. Our, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do because these people are crazy, right? I mean, they're not going <laughs> to change, right? There are no way. I mean, I'm the most positive guy in the world, Dr. Bailey, but they're not changing, you know. They're, they're just not going to. So we're just gonna leave, you know. We're just gonna leave. Okay, you guys just do what you want, and we'll see you. You know, we'll see you later.
1: <laughs> I love. I love that. It honestly, it speaks to me <laughs> so deeply. Yeah. I hope. I really. I want to see it happen. I, I like. I'm like, please make that happen yeah. because. It, uh, yeah, yeah, you I, re-
0: I really think it's going to because, you, we don't have to have. You don't have to have any guns. You don't have to have any violence. You don't have to do anything. Just leave. Just like Nancy Reagan say, just say no. Thanks, we're good. You guys just carry on because we, we, you know, guys are crazy. You dudes are crazy, man. (laughs) We we don't want to play anymore. (laughs) What else are you going to do with these people? You know, what else are you going to do? You vote another one in and they just change, you know. They just change and they they all do the same thing. I think that's Um, where we're going. I do. I think that's where we're going.
1: Yeah. Well, if, yeah, I'll tell you what, if that happens, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay,
0: well, you can. <laughs> I'm
1: moving to Texas. You
0: can just move to Texas. All right, dear, you take care of yourself. We love you. Thank you so much. Okay.
1: Well,
0: thanks, so much. It's been an honor. It nice, th- <laughs> to you. Patrick Tempone, <laughs> OneRadioNetwork.com with Dr. Samantha Bailey. She's a sweet gal, huh? Well, yeah, we're just going to leave. We're just going to just org and do something else. Okay, we will see you tomorrow with Fred Jashevsky and The Real World of Money and uh, that'll be tomorrow 10 o'clock right here on com. So, you take care of yourself and uh, thanks for joining us. It's been an honor and uh, may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas this is one radionetwork.com.